the following podcast, scheduled for one fall, is for the Journey Into Wrestling Podcast Tag Team Championship. Settle miedo. Because the Warhorse will fight until he breathes his last breath. I got the whole damn world in my hands. Your arms are just too short to box with God. You just made the list! But the man is back. Daddy's home. Ricky ain't about just taking titles. I'm about taking this up to another level that you've never seen before. I'm a wildfire burning across the countryside. I am Napalm Death. Welcome to Villain Enterprises! Come on, man. No more questions, not that damn What's up, WrestleManiacs? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Wrestling. Today, it's JIW Season 5, Episode 15. Tanks are on empty. Running on empty. We are barely here on fumes, trying our best. I'm the Podfather Nate. I'm not alone today on this epic episode of Epic Proportions. Welcome back once again, Housen, the man Housen, with the plan Housen. Oh, God. He's got a tons of Stan Housens. Stan Hansen? Stan Housens? Oh, <laughs> Buckles Housen. My friend, welcome back to the show. How's it going, my friend? I I'm called here. you my friend twice. Well, I'll take it. I, uh, I'm breathing, as I, or as I usually say when I... You go into work in the traditional Midwestern Caucasian male. Whenever you go into work, it's my ask how it's going. Well, it's going. Or uh, it's it's Monday. Or as I prefer, well, I haven't hung myself yet. <laughs> Most people, like a lot of people I know, do the like live in the dream. Oh, yeah. And and when I worked at, when I worked at Horseshoe, my thing with live in the dream, I was like, bitch, this is a nightmare. This is not a dream. Why do <laughs> you keep saying it? Like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. And then, of course, now at my job. People say live in the dream, and I'm like, fuck, yes, we are. <laughs> High five, say, baby. You, are, you absolutely are. Woo. I keep I keep thinking, man, it, I hope it's a lucid dream, because then I'm going to have Kate Upton walking around here in a minute. <laughs> hey, I I'm can about to control that. that shit. There, there we you go. go. Just uh, call whatever you want into there. No, you damn it, cat. <laughs> They're trying to drink the wine. V, they're trying to drink their wine. <laughs> Mom, the meatloaf. Fuck. I can't do anything. I'm just. We're recording now. I have to commit. So I, the best I've got. You, you did. You absolutely committed. I'm. I'm. I'm thrilled. <laughs> That's the best I had was to yell up to her. Just, welcome, welcome to JIW After Dark. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if the, she even fucking heard that either. That's the worst is, part. Uh, JIW too hot for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, potty too hottie. P o d d y potty too hottie. Well, we're off the rails already. That's always a good sign. Man, I have no idea what Which, we're even fucking talking about today, Buckles. It's, what it's, is it's in the world right. of wrestling? 
like honestly kind of start off the rails is not a bad place to start considering that like i kind of mentioned it off the air i usually have notes prepared for stuff like this and spoiler alert i don't um <laughs> but <laughs> i don't at all no um the last couple of weeks have been kind of slow in terms of like shit's not really been happening worthwhile i mean smackdown's still pretty good raw is still pretty garbage uh, AEW's chugging right along. We've got uh, Revolution coming up, but they still haven't filled out the card yet. Um, NXT has got the Dusty Classic, but we're still kind of in the beginning stages of it. Uh, the Women's Dusty Classic has started up, but we're still, again, kind of in the beginning stages of it. So normally I would do recaps and things. I, I can't recap Raw because I spent two hours without any kind of electricity in the house when Raw was on. So it actually was an improvement. But... Um, <laughs> I, I looked I, I looked up on my phone what was going on, what was happening. I thought not eh, worth I'm it. I'm not missing all that much. Um but I wanted to hit more kind of headlines this time. Um We're the- well listen, this week we are gonna hit whatever it is, whatever we give them. No offense, li- you you yeah. <laughs> You get what we give, yes. Right. Come here. Come here, damn it. Let's talk. We're gonna get super fucking close here. Listen to me. Oh oh Jesus. Oh god. Listen to me, person who's watching. <laughs> We are exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) This is our absolute (laughs) best effort. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. I want a podcast so bad, and you don't know. I love talking and podcasting for people, but as let me back this up. All jokes aside, Buckles has been working like a dog. I have also been working like a dog. I worked myself into a promotion. That's pretty cool. Hype. But... I may have worked myself into an aneurysm, but we're, we're okay. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Buckles worked himself into a goddamn aneurysm, and that's not good. We need we need you, Buckles. Well, let me put it this way. The, the best you. expression I can give isn't so much of being tired. It's just like you ever have one of those days where you just like your whole body tenses up. Have you seen um, uh, Kung Pao? Into the, uh, the fist. Yes, yes. You go or this you way. Just... I go home. Yes. <laughs> All are fighting. Looks like no. um, the scene where he like starts, he punches out a bunch of people and he just stands there screaming like Saiyan style for a minute until blood starts jetting out of his neck. That was me Friday morning. And it's kind of continued on for the last six days. So we're getting places. Um, where, what, what was I even talking about? So headlines. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> I'm talking with my hand. Episode today. 15 <laughs> is going to be a one for the memory. Like people are going to be like, you remember episode 15? That was a crazy one. What were you guys doing then? No idea. I have no recollection of that. It's running on fumes. has got yep. us here. That's yep. why. Um, so the, in a complete tonal shift, the most recent news uh, coming out that I've just seen within the last hour, actually, unfortunately isn't good news or it's not happy news it's not good things um the AEW official podcast um recently dropped and the most recent guest was uh i'm gonna blink on her name but Brody lee's uh late Brody lee's wife amanda amanda yes and she came out to kind of clear the air regarding some of the uh, some of the uh, specifics around Brody's death, and unfortunately, if you remember when we when we did our Brody episode, we had talked about there was some and I, I don't want to give the guy's name I can't remember the guy's name, some uh, 
bullshit journalist, pseudo journalist. Oh, who like tried that, to say you have to tell us exactly yeah, what happened? It's our yeah. right to know and all this shit. Right, right after so, he passed, like come on, and it's right. like right after Christmas. Fuck off. So, this is kind of her way of indirectly doing that, and unfortunately, what we come to find out is there's no answer. There isn't an answer. There isn't a reason. What she describes, and I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read through the entire transcript, but the way she she goes about describing it is that Brody had uh, was short of breath working on his uh, or taking on a Peloton ride and couldn't finish it. Couldn't finish it and was really kind of confused by it and got diagnosed with like bronchitis and some other shit, uh, but kept testing negative for COVID. He had the fever, had the shortness of breath, but kept testing negative for COVID. And when they finally get him into the hospital, like his, his oxygen levels kept going down. They couldn't get it up, couldn't get him up. They put him on a ventilator, couldn't get him up. And what they officially ended up saying was that by the time they got to him and looked at it, there was no infection anymore, but his lungs had, and I hate to say this, it sounds really morbid, his lungs had completely scarred over. Like, we're just almost 100% scar tissue. And Whoa. the fever, that apparently he had had some kind of infection. <clears throat> they don't know. They still don't know what caused it. Uh, the official word is they don't have an official word. There was some sort of bacteria or some sort of infection that got to him and his got into his lungs. His body fought it with the fever, but by the time that they, it fled his system, by the time that infection was gone, that fever had just destroyed the shit out of his lungs. Man. And they brought him into the Mayo Clinic, whatever, and then had liver failure, heart failure, just all the shit right around Christmas. I mean, I, I don't say this with any joy in bringing this up whatsoever. Um, just stating what has been said. We're just here to fucking report the news. folks. Right. Right. Um, we're live pal. But the idea is that somebody was telling her, you have to tell us what's going on. You have to tell us what's going on when a, she didn't know then B the doctors didn't know then C they don't, they still don't know. <clears throat> the the official diagnosis uh, that she says she gives is I'm looking at it here. Um, I had it, I lost it. Uh, they said he was. They said that's what it is. It was really super common bacteria that's just everywhere because he was so immunocompromised and in such terrible shape. The bacteria had grown and his lungs were just like he was just like he was fucked. Um. The official diagnosis was idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, which means, and this is her quote here, which literally means that his lungs scarred up and the idiopathic part means they don't fucking know why. Wow. So he is one of those just medical cases where they don't know. Just, and, just and, that, and that comes back to the, uh, when it's your time, it's your time, you know, right. as fucking weird as this, you know, and I hate the, to say this, like looking, one, oh, go ahead. I was going to say the one kind of cool thing out of it and the mm-hmm. what you can take a little bit of solace in the two people, she called two specific people to be there when she broke the news to Brody Jr. And those were Cody and Big E. Oh. Big E, who is apparently like was around Brody Jr. all the time when he was growing up. He was a little guy. 
Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Brody's actually, Jr. yeah. His best friends, and I guess he was one of Brody's best friends. He said that multiple times. But those were the two people that she wanted to have with her when she broke the news. And how cool is that that you have two people from two different companies, two different walks of life, you know, that you would probably wouldn't get into the same room, not from any ill will between the two of them, but just the likelihood is you probably wouldn't get the two of them in the same room for a while, especially in these hellish times that we live in that sure. could be both there for the family. And that's truthfully Cody for all of his idiosyncrasies and all the weird shit, the neck tattoos, all the other shit seems to be a genuinely good person. And Big E seems to be like a wonderful human being. Absolutely. So across it's, both, it's both. really good to see that from both of them. Yeah. So, uh, you cool know, there. to, to start this off with a little bit of the downer news is, mm-hmm. I think necessary because we you, we are going to talk about it. I will say big hype. I bought a new hoodie, and it is definitely joined Dark Order hoodie. Nice. Very so nice. I'm stoked to get that in. Very nice. Uh, when it comes in, but uh, I need I want to I actually do want to go and listen to that podcast. I I do enjoy watch, watching and listening to Unrestricted. Mm-hmm. It's um always good. They never have a bad conversation on there. You know, there's always a lot you learn. Hell, Brody was on there when he was healthy. It was mm-hmm. one of the last things he did, actually. They, they even said, strangely yeah. enough, was that was that uh, unrestricted he did with them, you know? And, um, man, the, that's like kind of like the lingering piece of 2020 that still really sucks as hard as it does, it's and the, it's, it's still the... hard to believe it's real. Well, you know, I <laughs> I started to say it's the one piece of 2020 you still haven't been able to flush yet, unfortunately, but that's also still in Mar-a-Lago. Um, <laughs> yes. um, but, I mean, I, I it literally it popped up. I saw it on Cage Side um, this afternoon, right literally while I was waiting for you to get set up. So, I mean, it was just recently posted. Um, I don't want to dwell too much on it because there is some good shit to talk about and some questions that... I want to get your thoughts on sure uh, one one of which uh, has some news attached to it and news of the last couple of weeks and also oddly enough to segue in also involves podcast um, Joe Rogan recently had one Mark Calloway on the undertaker Mr. Mr. Taker I believe he's known as and um, the undertaker said more or less that the current product needs more of an edge and then went on to blame talent uh, who kind of prioritize uh, basically flips over fists or, or flips over substance and flash over this, that, and the other. And he, the quote, the direct quote is uh, Rogan asked him, do you enjoy it? Or are you as a fan? Or are you too close to it? And Taker says, I try. It's tough right now for me because the product has changed so much. It's kind of soft, you know? And he, he says, I think the product's a little soft. There's guys that have an edge to him, but that's too much pretty and not enough substance. Um, mm-hmm. This is too much. Uh, some guys are into the comedy shit and there's some other guys who want to see hardcore, but Nobody just, uh, you have too many people that quote unquote, they're on the internet. Well, these guys are on the internet and say, I'm pretty fuck good, pretty fucking good. Well, okay. You can listen to them or you can listen to somebody who's been there and done it. Um, 
he goes on and makes a couple of comments about how he thinks that uh, he wishes the locker room was more like what he went through because, because back then men were men. And he's, he's like, back then people had knives and they talked about, you know, their guns and shit. Now they're talking about playing video games. I'm not making that up. So Taker thinks that the current WWE product is too soft because it's too much flash, no substance, and because the locker room is a bunch of pretty boy video gamers instead of guys doing coke and stabbing each other. So I don't really get where he's coming from. And it's just not really it's 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 a it's not so much of a legend having a take and an opinion on the current state of things as it is get off my lawn. And it's a really bad look. It really it's also is. a really bad look when the only person that turns around and agrees with you is Goldberg, who again says that people need to grow th- thicker skin and be better workers. Gold- Coming Gold- from the wor- one of the worst workers in the history. I mean, yeah. granted, legendary streak, blah, 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 I get it. No, but listen. Well, he's, he says that you can't make new stars because they're too soft. So this is coming from Goldberg, the guy who made his career based on crushing having an undefeated streak over Joe from around the corner. All, all know, the jobber squad. And then wouldn't fight or then, uh, you know, poo pooed an angle with Jericho because he was afraid of him and then politics his way out of it. So the, the jobber squad is running on empty, my right. friend. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Like, so this, this take from taker though. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. Is too soft. What is that? Like, how can you even, Here's what I think. First of all, Undertaker is on this big press kick. He did mm-hmm. fucking hot ones. He's oh, on yeah. all this shit. Yeah. I think he is trying to just cement his legend legacy, right? And make it known that this is his position and this is how he feels. So that maybe not so much the up-and-comers, but maybe his peers, Taker's peers, your Stone Cold, your Goldbergs, and whatever, go, yeah, he took a stand against this new shit, you know? that They took our jobs, you know? And and it's, it's unfortunate, but here's the facts. Undertaker can have his opinion all the live-long day. He can say that, you know, old man screams at Cloud, I like it! You know? That's fine. It doesn't change what's actually quality in wrestling nowadays and what that it means to be a great wrestler. I don't give a flying fuck in a rolling red donut hole if <laughs> if John Cena is in the back, if he's A, playing video games, B, smoking cannabis, or C, holding guns and shit. Of all the things I want him to do, C is not anywhere on my list of priorities is kind of what I'm getting at here. So I don't care what you're doing backstage. I care about how you perform in front of me. I care about the story you tell with your wrestling. I care about the story you tell through your promo, Mm -hmm. through your actions and inactions as a heel or a baby face. Like, man, I'm just... You're actually hitting on something I think is is there's there's two arguments to be made there. There's two different uh, things that need to be tackled in his statement. One is the in-ring product that he thinks is soft, and one's the backstage product, which he thinks is not manly men. Which the second, the locker room thing, is an easy take to fix. It's an easy, it's an easy one to address because what do you think is more healthy and more, you know, better for the people that work there? 
sitting around and having fun playing video games and enjoying being able to walk or doing coke, stabbing each other and taking a shit in Jerry Lawler's crown. Do we want more or in Tory like, Wilson's uh, locker bag? Right. Do we want more people like the New Day, or do we want Hulk Hogan? Pretty. Do we easy. want yeah, like pining for the days of the '80s locker room is not exactly a good look because there's a reason it stopped. <laughs> so there's that the in ring thing, and I this is what gets to me is like. It's all. It's the same as Randy Orton bitching about people diving. Oh, I don't know what happened to Buckles, folks. We've lost him for a second here. He froze and has completely disappeared. Mid podcast. Buckles. Has disappeared. And while he's just sitting there frozen as shit, I'm going to try to figure out what happened, folks. I'm so sorry this is happening. Yeah, Buckles is. He's on here right now, folks, which is very unfortunate because he is the anchor lead on tonight's show. He knows all the shit. We're... Oh, my God. My face is big. I don't like that. My face is massive. Oh, God. <laughs> There's two parts of my face. This is dumb. We had a good show going, too. Man. Who to thunk, folks? Who to thunk this is what's taking the show out tonight? We're going to have to try this again tomorrow because there's no going back now. My computer just decided to, hey, we encountered an error and have to restart. So uh, I am on, on. Hopefully we'll have him back soon. I let him in. I let him into the room. Oh, here he comes. Buckles, hey, you're back. So We're still recording. Hey, yeah. Tell hey, that was the thing that happened. I don't know what the fuck. I'm just like in mid-sentence and all of a sudden I get this blue screen that says, hey, we've encountered your problem. We've encountered a problem. Your computer will be shutting down and restarting. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> hey, remember so, that OneDrive is going to start. Hey, OneDrive, bro. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you. It's thank definitely you, yes. giving you Lag City 3000, but we're still live. I didn't kill the feed. Because I was like, hopefully we can get Buckles back in here. We're just going to have this little technical glitch um, in there. I sang for a second. My face filled Close up two screens. Thank you. It was, it was intense. That, uh, that, was, that was certainly a thing that just happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're live, pal. <laughs> we're fucking super live, pal. <laughs> if that has not shown so, you folks. Um um yeah so we uh i i got cut off in the middle of saying i i believe it was something along the lines of uh taker made the comment about uh the in-ring product being soft because of too many flips and it's it's not unlike orton bitching about people diving um a while back and it's this idea that oh all the, it's all these pretty boys just trying to get this internet 
success and they're all these young kids and all this bullshit. The average age of most of the main roster performers and actually a lot of the NXT guys are in the 30s. Same age as Taker when he started. Um, also, not on there, bro. Some of your main stars, your AJ Styles is almost 40. Sure. Um, Brian's getting up there. Like, I mean, you're you're getting up there. Roman Reigns, I think, like 35, 36. So same age, if not a little older. So if your if your question is that the product you're seeing is not edgy enough or it's not it's not uh, uh, quality enough, if you're having trouble with the story you're seeing, you're having trouble with the characters, promos, maybe, maybe you got to look at creative. Maybe your butt buddy Vince is uh, kind of fucking up the product. He Most definitely. Anything. He won't say anything bad about Vince, though. Uh, and he's conditioned not to. Um, hey, man, real quick. Just want to confirm. You got that one drive off? Uh, it is off, yes. Okay, you're still it, very it, lagadacious, it, my bro. It might. It may take it a moment. Okay. Okay, I feel so, you. It's it's off. We're gonna we're we're going places here. <laughs> love it. I love. I, we are live, pal. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, um, I will say you said something about Roman Reigns. I read that he wants to work with Paul Heyman exclusively through the end of his career. What do you think about that news? I think that's about half in character, at least. But I could also see it as him saying, "Well, I've known him my entire life," which he has, and then saying, "Well." Uh, even if I'm not working with him on screen, I want him working on my promos. I want him working with my creative. And I don't think they're in a position to tell him no, <laughs> for one thing. Fair. Um, and you kind of wonder, it's like you feel <laughs> Goldberg also, there was also the rumor that uh, Paul Heyman was working specifically with Goldberg on his promos recently. Um, let me give you the transcript of one of his promos from Raw before I got my power cut off, um, where he walked up to McIntyre and said, you, me, Royal Rumble, you're next. End scene. We um, don't want to see this. <laughs> Nobody wants to see Goldberg. At least they're doing it at the Rumble. It's not at Mania, and we'll see. We could have... The, Do you think Goldberg's going to knock himself out on that corner spear again for the 98th time? No, he might knock himself out on the uh, locker beforehand. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, like uh, One of my favorite takes on the, the Goldberg comment on Taker's comment came out today, and one of the best lines was, yep, yeah, let's take the opinions and take the understanding of the guy who used to bash his head at the lockers for fun while no one could see him. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so that was one. That was the one thing I wanted to get your thoughts on. The other one, and this is something I kind of brought up last show, and I, I kind of re rethought about how I wanted to present it a little bit. Also, you look great again, by the way. <laughs> I am the table. In fact, you are um, on the table. <laughs> um, so I mentioned last week that they were having too much trouble getting people. Like some people were being underutilized. Uh, the idea of Cesaro or an Alistair Black, who has been off TV for God knows how long. Uh, Andrade, people like that who are notably very good wrestlers that have been very popular within the own company being underutilized and what to be done with that. And really, the larger problem they kind of have, and let me ask you this, does WWE have too many wrestlers? Ooh, this is a loaded question because when you take a step back 
And when you ask this question, WWE is an entire company, mm-hmm. has the entirety of Raw, the entirety of SmackDown, all of NXT, all of NXT UK, the entire developmental. In NXT India, which is now starting. NXT India, which I didn't know is a thing, but is apparently a thing. That's they, a thing. They just filmed a special for it a couple days ago. Okay, so that's a lot of bodies to have storylines for, content for, ideas for, drive for, reason to even have around for. The problem well, I see is is that WWE doesn't look at... See, I'm very mathematical. Maybe that's how wrestling should be a little bit more mathematical. But if I was them right now, I would look at the, you know, the entire thing and say, okay, so we have... 208 slots, and those are the wrestlers, right? Within those wrestler slots, we are going to allocate this many for singles for men, this many singles for women, this many tag for men, this many tag for women, this Mm -hmm. many for managers, this many is an open slot for all those we know we have that are currently injured that we're going to have to filter in. And then once you have that locked in place, don't get more talent. If you are beyond your means at mm-hmm. that point, you already are stretched too thin. Don't go beyond that. See, mm-hmm. the problem that I've seen them kind of happen over the last few years is even before the genesis of AEW, even before there was a viable second place sure. that they were afraid of somebody going to, you had this over the last few years, really since the genesis of NXT, WWE just like clockwork, bringing people in, bringing people in, bringing people in whether that's Sami Zayn and then it's Kevin Owens and then it's this and then it's it's new people signing all the time. And now you have entire classes signing. I mean, they had uh, the Rascals re-debut as a MSK recently, but they were just in a new signing class. Uh, they announced the signing today for NXT UK of Mako Satamora, which I'm big pumped about, big pumped. But, but then um, they also have the Black Wednesdays where they just fire – 45 people after having their highest grossing year. There's more WWE news there just in that whole highest grossing year and the announcement that happened with the network. Right. We'll get to that here in a minute. (coughs) Um, The idea that they had of this, they just constantly bought up talent, bought up talent, bought up talent. And then when they didn't use them, they just sent them. You got guys like Brody or you got guys like Pac that just nothing for you. Creative has nothing for you. So or Mox, sit catering. who or came Moxley. back at this badass level, you know, Sasha when he was Banks. Deemed, Yeah, but I, mean, I want to specifically kind of call out Dean Ambrose's character, though, just for a second in this mm-hmm. initiative, because they had liquid gold if they let him Mox off. Obviously, what he's doing is working very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he became the number one wrestler, according to PW Insider, so that's, you know, awesome. But, like... Right. They turned him into a gimmick with a fucking hot dog cart and gas masks and weird jokes. Like, mm-hmm. come and on, And that's, that's, that's over time, too. The hot dog thing predates the gas mask by about two years. Yeah, well, he was yeah. A world, he was a world champion in between and a successful world champion in between. But the, the fact of the matter is that he, even then, he was part of FCW. They were buying up talent, indie talent at that point, which, I mean, you do expect him to have some. They've always had an OBW or an FCW or an NXT originally. What developmental? That's fine. AEW has a developmental. It's called the Nightmare Factory. 
I mean, it's everybody has developmental. It's fine. But WWE for a long time was on a spending spree for NXT for whatever. And now it's kind of coming back to bite them on the ass because they have all this talent that they've stockpiled. And now they don't want to let him go because they go. Now they have a viable place to go to and they can come back and bite them on the ass. They don't want to look like they're, they need to be very happy that guys like Kevin Owens and Ricochet, Ricochet specifically, are very happy with where they're at for whatever reason because they don't want to see them go to NXT or go to go to AEW and maybe be something better. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to be very happy that Kevin Owens dreamed of being in WWE and wants to be there. Because if he didn't, well, and he's I got think, a lot of friends. Well, and listen, I think as time goes on and as KO gets a little bit older, Kevin Steen, as it were, he's going to get put in a position where he's going to say, like, man, do I want to be the Shawn Michaels kind of golden boy who, you know, got into the system and never left? Or do I want to go experience a world now that I've already made my name, made my mark, done it all. He's been universal champ, world champ, intercontinental champ, U S champ, tag champ. He's done it all, man. We've got no way of knowing. Let me ask you this. What if somebody like Aleister Black, who was all world in NXT was one of the most over guys in NXT, one of the best feuds in history there, a world champion uh, gets called up and gets nothing. Gets a few wins here and there, a really dumb knock on my door gimmick. Usually never gets him. Then they fire his wife. Yeah. And usually the best they get for him is the gimmick of his intro. That's what they buy in for. Like it's a look. They they changed too. They changed his music. So what do you do with him? Because now you have somebody who's a proven commodity in NXT, whether Vince knows it or not, whether Vince has a fucking clue who he is. But is a proven commodity in NXT that the fans want to see. That's why you hired him in the first place. That's why Triple H went out and signed Tommy End. He could go to AEW. He could go to New Japan and kill. Kill. I Honestly, I was going to say I don't want him in AEW. I'd rather him go to New Japan because I think he could be a main event level world champion. Top dog. Him and Okada tear the house down. Him and... Kota Ibushi, tear the house down. Absolutely. I'd also throw out him and Kenny Omega, tear the house down. Him and Hangman Page, tear the house down. Sure, sure. I mean, I get that. But those two, I think, could also end up working with New Japan as well. So it's like all in the spirit Um, of goodness, you know. There's an empty exalted one spot. Oh. (laughs) Hmm. <laughs> I hate to say that, but um, can you? Imagine I mean, it would be a little kitschy because he's not Brody at all, and he doesn't. No, have you maybe the, don't. The maybe perpen- you don't call him the. You maybe you don't call him the exalted one, but I mean, a, a leader of the Dark Order. I mean, you can't custom write one better. You're right. He is an occult leader, just through and through. But honestly, you know what? I think I think would be a bit be- well, a more like badass story. Is if Brody Jr. picked Uno or even 10, I don't care who he picks, one of them to quote unquote be the leader. And he says it with this caveat you're going to hold the line until I'm ready. Mm-hmm. But when I'm ready to take this spot and actually lead you guys, 
it's mine and you will get out of my way. Because, yeah. I mean, that's that a cool, like, long-term storyline that a would little kid yeah. gets to buy into. Come on, man. I'm sold. Get um, rid of Nicholas as the world tag team champs. Give me Brody Jr., baby. I got to say, man, uh, they have a leader, as far as I'm concerned. They have a leader of the Dark Order in my heart, and his name is Johnny Johnny Silver, who had a fucking great match last night, too. Hey, what's Johnny's uh, new catchphrase? Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. Yeah, hungy. <laughs> um, Delicious food on the screen. I don't know if you're yeah, I see it. it. Oh, I saw it. I'm still mad at myself for fucking up a little cacio e pepe earlier. I'm a little pissed at myself. For I that. don't know what that even means, bro. It's uh, since we're all over the place anyway. It is a uh, mm. Italian dish it means cheese and pepper. It's uh, it's supposed to be a really simple uh, spaghetti dish using just literally Parmigiano, uh, uh, toasted black pepper, and pasta for water. That's it. Mm-hmm. But I somehow managed to completely fuck that one up. So I'm not real happy with myself about that. Happens from um, time. Cooking is a science. Yeah. Um, to get back to my my original question about WWE having too many people, I think the, the answer is simply yes. The reason they have people that are underutilized is because they even with five hours of main roster television plus NXT plus 205 Live plus main event plus NXT UK, they still don't have enough hours to showcase all the great talent that they have. They have one of the best rosters pound for pound on the planet but they can't get half of them on screen. Keith Lee wasn't on Raw. You know... Uh, There's got to be an art to this, though. There really has there is. to be. And, there, and is. They're not... it, there, there is an art, and it's called not going out and buying every fucking thing you can. I mean, simply put... You're not wrong. You're, you're paying people to sit in catering. If you have to utter the phrase, creative has nothing for you, go home. Then you fucked up buying that talent. Yes, absolutely. Or if, well, there's also the phrase, if Vince doesn't get you, Vince shouldn't be the one that's be-all, end-all, but we're never going to get that until he's be-all, end-all in the grave. But hate to be morbid, but facts. I mean, it's huge facts. Vince, here's a fun fact for you that got brought up this morning. Um, Santos Escobar current WWE cruiserweight champion new person I've never heard of till we just spoke right now he's been around for like a year never never heard of him dude you need to watch NXT more Santos Escobar yeah no clue yeah uh leader of Legado del Fantasma Mm. uh his own faction the guy's like literally was a massive heel character or I shouldn't say massive heel character but has his own heel faction based on I guess the Medellin cartel a little bit. Um, but former uh, Ijo del Fantasma, uh, AAA and CMLL, former um, King Cuerno of Lucha Underground. Damn. Great, great wrestler. He is a good looking, very good wrestling, very good speaking Hispanic star. Could be very well a very large crossover star that they've been trying to get for a while. You mean like Kane Velasquez? No, like they wanted Alberto De Rio to be, that they wanted Essay Rios to be, that they wanted Andrade to be before Vince just kind of the only one he liked was the guy who's a you know, date raping prick. But, <laughs> um, but Bro. I digress. But the, the fact of the matter is, he's been there for that long. He's that 
big of a blue chip talent that they went to get, they put booking behind it. They put a belt on. You know his one stated goal is right now? What? To meet Vince McMahon. He hasn't met Vince McMahon. Wow. How fucked up is that? That's when pretty crazy, holders, considering... Even if, it's in a, even if it's in NXT, and you can make the argument maybe Vince doesn't isn't at NXT... Um, pretty sure they're all quarantined in the same fucking state. Yeah, pretty easy and to find them. And you can't say you can't say that Vince is you know quarantining away and he's just not meeting people because he's backstage at Raw and SmackDown every week. So that's on him. Real quick, I need to tangent this just for a second. Sure. Did you see this Sin Cara thing? You're gonna have to elaborate a little more. <laughs> This was from a recent podcast, so this is a quote, and it says that when Sin Cara first came to WWE, he came back to meet me. He was so excited. He was super gracious. You know, he said his whole life, his first biggest goal was wanting to meet someone like me because he <laughs> thought me, Brian Myers, was Edge. Oh, God, that's terrible. No. Um, yep. There's there's so many things. The original Sin Cara specifically, uh, who is still wrestling, by the way, uh, is uh, Caristico, I think. Um, he's got a... I can't remember what his name is now. Uh, he still wrestles in AAA, but he is... No, or CMLL. Well known. Well, well, well known for being the human botch machine for the longest of times. Um, but also well known for... In uh, one of my favorite moments, when uh, in a match with Del Rio, broke his finger, and then like mid-match broke his finger, and then uh, tried to get the match stopped. Del Rio wouldn't let him stop the match, and then proceeded to beat the living piss out of him on screen. Oh yeah. Now again, I don't like Del Rio at all. He's the aforementioned date raping prick, but to see him bitch out. Uh, Sin Cara is pretty funny to me. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I do want to point out something really quickly. Uh, are you familiar with the Sin Cara t-shirt? No, but before you tell me, fill them okay. with other news for just one second so I can grab a beverage. Because I'm the uh, worst I, tonight. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Um, the other news, really, uh, again, Mako Setamore is a big thing. Um, there's also a little bit of news with... Uh, Mako coming back. Let me let me go back to Mako really fast. Mako Senamora, if you're not familiar with her, is the uh, I think she's the president of Sendai Girls, the Joshi promotion over in Japan. Um, is one of the best female wrestlers on the planet. Terrifies the hell out of me for one. Um, she was on, I believe, the original May Young Classic. I think it was the original May Young Classic. I can't remember if she came back for round two or not, but had a couple of just absolute banger matches with the likes of Killer Kelly, Mercedes Martinez, and Tony Storm. Uh, it was one of the few that I can remember that uh, Michael Cole seemed to be legitimately excited to uh, to announce. Like he would, he would levels of it's boss time. It's the only other thing that he says with that much enjoyment. Okay. And what's that? I said, okay, I was listening. I was just joining along. Oh, you're fine. I'm talking about uh, Mako Setamora coming out to WWE or to uh, NXT UK. She is what's known as the, she's known as the final boss 
That's the nickname. Love it. Because she is. Have you ever watched her wrestle? I don't think so. Did, did you watch the May Young Classic, the original? No. Dude, when you get off of here, if you got some time to relax, go back onto the network, go to the May Young Classic and watch every Mako Satamora match because she is hands down one of the best female wrestlers on the planet. That's hands high down. praise. I mean, she, yes. She's called the final boss because that's who you aspired to beat. She's the final boss of Joshi Pro Wrestling. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find a way to get this picture to you here real quick. The Legend of the Sinkara t-shirt is, is something that is just absolutely wonderful. Um, why is it not coming up here? There we go. So I'm going to send you this link and see if it comes up here. Okay. But uh, Sin Cara is famous for having a specific WWE marketed t-shirt that is a bit unfortunate. I wish to hell that I could have you put this on the sh- on the feed, but I've gotten this to you sooner. When you look at this shirt, I just sent the link to you. What do you see? Giant cock. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that is... That's really all that needs to be said. They uh, hold on, give me a second. Keep talking. They uh, they it's this is this is shirts from probably ten years ago. This is the original Sin Cara back when uh, he was still a major thing that they wanted to push. And this is probably two thousand six, seven, maybe earlier than that. And uh, that's black T shirt with this him standing there in his robe, and the robe is open in such a way that you can see the tights and the trunks underneath it. And unfortunately, the silhouette and the angles and the way that the lines of the robe come up, you don't see, there's no actual nudity of any sort, but what looks to be a giant, unfortunately placed phallus right there for you. <laughs> come on, ladies, come enjoy the Wienermobile. You said Wienermobile, bro. I, I did. Wow. I did, in fact, say the Wienermobile. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to bring this up, bro. I will. I will let you do it because you are you are far better at the the technology than I. Well, as I saved by my computer. the damn image. What's happening? Well, that's as evidenced by my. You're better at the technology than me, as evidenced by the fact that my computer shut off halfway through the podcast. So, um, that is true. Yeah, that's the Sin Cara thing, and God, you could do an entire episode on the amount of botches. You can actually look up on Botchmania. Rep on the shirt again. Um, he used Here to. Here we go. It's going. It's on the screen right now, bro. Oh you god! Ready? Oh god! The penis! <laughs> oh yeah, boy! <laughs> Hopefully, we don't get shut you... down for this giant dong. Well, we're on YouTube, wow. not Facebook, so we won't get sucked. The dick won't get us sucked. <laughs> I'm not making I'm, I'm that the I'm episode dumb. title. Dumb. The dick is not getting sucked. <laughs> oh god! Have I mentioned that we're ti- have we mentioned that we're tired? Oh, this is the episode we won't talk about. Oh my um, god, the dick is not getting sucked. It's <laughs> so good. So one other bit of quick headlines: uh, they did finally reveal why Alex Shelley was not part of Hard to Kill. Why oh. he had to bow out of the match. They did say it wasn't COVID. They said the, all along it wasn't COVID. So you know, internet being the internet, this is what happens. You know, you wonder what it was. Well, he finally came out and cleared the air, and it's actually something that's pretty cool. Um, Alex Shelley came out and said, basically, I'm a physical therapy clinician. And that's what he does. That's his. That's how he puts money on the table. He's a professional wrestler, 
but he's a physical therapy clinician. That's what he does. That's his day job. Sure. And you may have noticed that uh, if you're in the medical profession right now and you're doing your day job, you're kind of at risk. Yeah. So he elected to not get, I'm not sure if he elected to or was told not to, but uh, he's not going to perform. He's not going to wrestle until he gets a vaccination because he's around too many people with his day job that he can't do it. Hey man, are you on the front line to get that old vaccination? I do not know. I've not heard word about it yet. So do not know. I'm on the front line. So I can say that, but uh, I'm masking it up. We're just going to go with that. I'm asking to stay in the fuck away from people. I feel you. Um, yeah, I, you you encounter weird things. It's like you encounter a, I don't want to get into specifics and everything, but you encounter groups of volunteers and say, hey, I had COVID before. Or, hey, I just got back from COVID. Or I had a volunteer I was on the phone with today. Say, hey, yeah, I'm, I haven't talked to you in a little while because I'm coming off of COVID. I'm like, great. Glad to hear you're getting better. I'm not coming to see you. <laughs> um, but it's just weird to be around it, yes, all the time or, or hear about it indirectly or being around lots of people at all times. Sure. So we're getting there. Uh, I've said that 18 times today. Bro, I think there's one other major headline we probably need to touch on, huh? Get the one headline, and I've got something else I need to touch on myself. Which I'm order do we want to go on? Do you want to touch on yourself first? <laughs> Uh, well, Nate's off the show again. <laughs> we need a we need a counter. We needed some sort of way of t- keeping track of how many times Nate's walked off the show. Oh Christ! No, um, let me let's hit let's hit the headlines first. Let's serenity now. Oh God! Buckles will be touching on himself last. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> the tick nothing. is not getting zucked. <laughs> Buckles is touching himself last. <laughs> oh, God. Now, this would be the perfect time for the camera to completely cut off again. Oh, that's, that'd be great. He just disappears. <laughs> He's just gone from the episode. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to get pulled from Twitter. Oh, now. funny, because um, we're going to be talking about Peacock now. Yes, we are. <laughs> or... or as one WWE cock. <laughs> Boy, we have a theme, don't we? <laughs> welcome well, again, once again, welcome to to Journey into Wrestling Too Hot for Podcasting. Oh Potty too hot. Okay. I don't know. I still like too hot for podcasting for an episode title. Um yeah, uh the big money news is that WWE Network is not going to be WWE Network anymore. It will be no more. It is an ex-parrot if we're using Monty Python terms and we're going to Peacock now. We're going to the NBC Universal streaming service, which I'm sure is just great for, you know, SmackDown on Fox. But I digress. Um, That means that, strangely enough, they're going to have on NBC's Peacock ECW? First thought that comes to mind. What? 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 Really? Um, You're gonna put this um, December to December on there. <laughs> You're gonna put the the barely legal pay per view on there. Really? You're really gonna do that? Fully loaded. Well, I mean, the first one. You're really gonna do that? Okay. I'll remember that. I I mean, 
this they still trot Jerry Lawler out reliably, so they're not really afraid of anything, apparently. Um, or if you really want to get dark, they don't care about shit anymore. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're going on to Peacock. They're going to be on the NBC Universal thing at I believe it's like five bucks a month, I think, for the for the non commercial for the commercial tier, and then ten bucks a month for the non commercial. Uh, I guess tier, which yeah. if you are a network subscriber, great. So just a complete one off. I don't know if they're going to just switch you over or not. Well, we you, don't know. You, I, well, the thing is, though, is if you're not and you switch over, you're going to be getting even more content than WWE Network, yeah. which is kind yeah. of a plus. You can watch you can watch SmackDown and Friends. SmackDown and, and Friends might be the episode <laughs> title. Oh, that's oh, good. God. SmackDown and like, Friends. Uh, Parks and Raw. Um, that has a totally different, different connotation. Anyway, and they're going to still air all the pay-per-views, supposedly. I, I don't know if they're going to continue to do so. I think the siren song of doing what ESPN does with UFC is probably going to be a little too big for them eventually. I can see them doing a paid pay-per-view thing later on down the road. 15 bucks a pay-per-view or something. Something like that. That's the one thing they never did with the network because they stopped monetizing their pay-per-views. But the big number to come out of it is that it made WWE another billion dollars. It's a billion dollar deal. Adding on to the 2 billion they got from Fox and the however much blood gripping money they got from Saudi Arabia and the money that they you know saved by not letting their people do anything and you know on on social media or the fact that they can just cut people at random or um how about the fact that uh Hey, this is our third billion, or our third billion that we made off of a TV deal in the last two and a half years, or last year and a half. What do you say about that talent? Please, sir, I'd like some health care. No, not for you. Sorry, that's too rich for our blood. Yep, yeah. Peasants, yep. let me go buy my sixth Lamborghini in Connecticut. Yep. You fuck. LOL. Nope. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, it's a big thing. It's a it's a big thing. It's the death of what we knew to be WWE Network, which was the first of its kind, um, and really the the end of a you could call it the end of an era, because it's really the end of the network era, so to speak. But we don't really know if it's going to change much. Um, I know that having more money is not going to make WWE more desperate to make competitive content. They've we'll make them more good already. Yeah, they. Nothing makes you. Uh, <clears throat> nothing makes you, you know, creatively energetic like being paid sacks and sacks of money to do the same thing you're already doing, which is, as we've described, kind of shitty. Um, the other headline I kind of wanted to touch on to kind of finish things up a little bit uh, to get away from WWE and get away from the dog shit and get away from the the. Lots of money being brought in for people that probably, you know, maybe not need it or for people who are not going to help the wrestlers. On the positive flip side of that, we have something happening tomorrow that's a brand new event that I know for a fact you haven't heard of. Um, it's being advertised on social media. And it is an event called Fight Forever, part of Game Changer Wrestling, GCW. And uh, you can actually watch it. You can take part in it without having any other streaming services or any other thing, because what it is, it's a partnership of a lot of smaller indie feds coming together and doing a 24 hour mm. continuous 
YouTube live stream of professional wrestling from wow. 8 p.m. tomorrow night to 8 p.m. Saturday night. Black Label Pro is part of this. GCW is part of this. Effie's getting out. It's, it's a mini collective. It's a mini 24-hour collective free on YouTube with the caveat being they're taking donations on Indiegogo that are going to support the wrestlers. Hey, that's awesome. Of, they need it. Exactly. That's the point. It's been <clears> for <throat> people who are not able to wrestle over the past year. They haven't been able to do what they love doing for one or what they do to make money for another. Uh, that's the reason the collective went on. It's the reason why this is going on. It's not to make money for a specific company, although it's donations that are going to help them. It's also donations to help the independent wrestlers that may not have money coming in. Otherwise the Chris Dickinson's of the world um, guys who you're not going to see as much on things like ring of honor contracted or an impact contracted or whatever. Um, you may see a couple you're going to see. I wouldn't be remiss. We probably will see, probably will see Dan Housen. I don't know. Uh, he's got his ring of honor contract. I don't know if they're going to keep him in a bubble. We don't know, but they have announced some of the matches. I, I want to run down a couple quick names. Uh, the cards for these have not all been announced uh, just a couple matches at a time. What they're doing, I believe is actually one hour blocks. Uh, oh, nice. Different. So yeah, one promotion per block, but you've got names alone, like Myron Reed, uh, KTB called the beast. Joey Janela is going to be part of it. Like Christian Leo rush, Calvin Tankman, AJ gray, Lee Moriarty, who I've mentioned before, Jeff cannonball homicide is going to be part of it. Jimmy Lloyd. I mentioned already Wheeler Yuta. Um, a lot of the guys, the regulars from GCW and 440, the Atticus Kogars, um, guys like uh, 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 Ricky Shane Page are a big part of it. Cheeseburger, Colby Carino, uh, Facade is going to be on. Uh, Mike Outlaw is having a, ma a good match. There's a uh, Black Label Pro is having a title match between a very good professional wrestler, formerly known as Dasher Hatfield of Chikara fame before Chikara went under uh, versus Jake something. Uh, you're big on jake a, something i'm very big on jake something who you've seen now if you've watched impact yep he's cousin jake on impact yep yep, yep. um very good talent very good yeah he should be i'm surprised wdbe didn't make a move for him honestly uh effie will be on it uh devin monroe uh, mv young uh alley cat's got her own show uh called alley cat's real hot girl shit <laughs> um jordan oliver and tony depp in an iron man match um, Chris Dickinson, uh, again, I mentioned that uh, Joey Janelle is going to be a part of it. Uh, there's a ton of different shit again, 24 hours. And what was that called again? One more time for the people. It's back? called, it's called fight forever. Uh, you can find it on GCW's YouTube stream. You can also find it on fight TV. You can but also find that show... dope ass logo on our podcast right now. Cause I got it up. Bam. Good, good to go <clears throat> again. If you want to watch it. Please, by all means, go watch it. I would suggest watching it just for the fact that, hey, you're going to come out finding somebody new you like. You may see somebody you haven't seen before that you're going to enjoy. That's one of the coolest things about watching indie wrestling. Two, if you're going to watch it, you have an option, not a requirement, but an option to go support people. Go help out the people who are trying to entertain you. Go help out the people who got hit super hard financially and economically by the pandemic last year. Absolutely. We didn't talk a whole hell of a lot about independent wrestling on uh, during 2020 because it, by and large, didn't exist. It got kind of wiped out, man, honestly. It did. It had to take a very big uh, step back. And we're hoping that with things going back to normal, we're hoping that things go back to normal soon. Um, 
you know, maybe Joe Biden will say independent wrestling. Who knows? Um, just another reason to like him. But uh, it's a it's obviously about one of the best causes you can support right now. So I would definitely encourage anybody listening, anybody watching. I'm going to watch as much of it as I can. I'm probably going to skip SmackDown tomorrow night because I prefer to watch quality television. Mm-hmm. Um, even though SmackDown's good. SmackDown's fine. It's the go-home show for fucking Royal Rumble, which we haven't even touched on. Rumble's this Sunday. We don't know shit about it. Um, it's really sad that that's the words you just had to utter, but yeah. Well, Rumble Sunday, thing. we don't really know shit about it. There's a few here, matches. Cool. Well, here's the thing. Um, we haven't we've kind of had a few spoilers already for the rumble because they've said edge is going to be in it they haven't really been holding back on the normal like surprises because they're not going to have a crowd for it so they're not going to get that giant pop so now instead they're pre-popping by telling everybody who's going to show up edge is going to be on the show edge is going to be in the rumble that kind of thing but i mean the fact is it's still a rumble it's still gonna be fun you really have to go kind of back a few years to find a rumble that wasn't entertaining <clears throat> shit the greatest royal rumble they did in, in iran or not iran in saudi arabia was fun yeah it's still a rumble rumbles are fun hell the blp uh, rumble they do is fun rumbles are fun in general go watch the cluster fuck do it <laughs> um that's a rumble um so it'll be it'll be a fun show but i'm more interested in this fight forever than i am watching the go home show for the rumble I'll sure. still watch the Rumble. We may we may have a couple surprises in line for the Rumble. I don't know yet. Um, I will working be on something. Yes, yes, yes. No, I'm a. Uh, I'll be live tweeting as much as I can during the Fight Forever show. I'm going to watch as much of it as I can and try to live tweet some of that shit out. So join me if you can. I'll also be live tweeting as much as I can of the Royal Rumble. Wait a minute. So where can they? That where are they joining you though? On the internet. No, I know what you mean. It is the at J-I-W on J-I-C on the Twitter machine. Come join us. We are officially over 200 followers that listen to my inane rambling bullshit on more venues than just this show. Come join in. Hey, I also want to point out we have a lot of other podcasts that help us uh, signal boost. Um, I don't have the list in front of me, but. We're going to pull something up real quick. Boom, he's going to the phone, folks. And as he's going to the phone, phone, I'm going to tell you folks where you can check out the podcast because we haven't yet done that. If you aren't aware, you can listen with your ear holes on these different podcasting services. Get us an Apple Music, Amazon Music, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network to get our amazing feed in the audio form. But if you want to get us exclusively in the video form, you get us in one of two places. We go on YouTube, search Journey into Wrestling Podcast, or on Facebook land, Journey into Wrestling Podcast as well. Those places you can find us. You can listen and watch us. Be crazy. I'll get in your face maybe. And it'll be exciting. Buckles, did you find that awesome list you're looking for? I'm, my I'm man? scrolling down. Unfortunately, it's on my tab. The big list is on my tablet, so I'm looking back through a couple past tweets. And I want to shout out a couple names of some of the podcasts that have actually helped us out. I've done a little signal boosting for us that I can signal boost for them as well. And I'm scrolling in the... The cosmic irony here is that I'm scrolling through this list of tweets. Holy shit, I'm pale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, that's terrible. I'm too close to the light. I've flown. Icarus is too close to the sun, and my God, that's awful. Um, there, it's just balanced. Holy shit, you were like an angel, woo. bro. You were uh, glowing. 
I'm not an angel. I'm just fucking powder. <laughs> I'm that terrible albino movie. Um, God damn, why is this so hard to find? The problem, the iron, the cosmic irony here is that I'm having to scroll through all your own tweets, tweets, my own tweets, <laughs> to find. There we are. Here we go. Um, so I want to count out uh, the through the table podcast. Uh, good bad wrestling. Uh, excuse me. The good cop bad cop wrestling podcast is a big is a big fan. Pop culture wrestling, Project Kayfabe, the Lariat Pro Wrestling, Jaded Wrestling is another good one. Uh, United by Wrestling, Wrestling News Co. Uh, and a lot of these, if you follow my feed, I tag a lot of these folks every time we release a new episode. Click through, follow them, go check out their episodes as well. A lot of them are on other podcasts. A lot of them are on Spotify as well. Um, also, want to point out uh, Wit or Wrestling with Wit. Uh, I'm having to click through Undisputed Future Podcast uh, At Odds with Wrestling uh, Wrestle Days Grab Kick Wrestling uh, Special shout out for And I'm going to have to actually pronounce this one out It's Nails and NY Slash Egomaniac is a big follow It likes to signal boost a lot of people She's wonderful uh, Wrestling Days, Wrestle Squared uh, Just a ton of people that help us out signal boosting. I want to make sure that we're shouting them out as well. Um, I do want to give a, a special a special podcast shout out to uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling because they signal boost a lot of our stuff. I try to share a lot of their stuff as well when they tag us. They're great people. Go check them out. Word. Buckles did it like a gangster, bro. Awesome, man. For, for doing this completely on the fly on the show that has had just about everything go wrong except for... Uh, uh, Oh God, the the, the fucking uh, shockmaster coming through the wall. <laughs> that would be crazy AF. All of a sudden, he just shows up, and you're just like, "Wait, yeah." You what? just hear flare in the background, going, "Oh God, oh God, yep." <laughs> that uh, guy's career's over. You know, He's not gonna. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's a sign that I'm wearing the I am the table shirt. The table never broke tonight. We're just all over the fucking place. Well, there you go. We slid off the table without it breaking. It's one of the indestructible Japanese tables. All right, man. Well, uh, is there anything else we want to dive into on this shorty boy? Because I think we did a pretty fantabulastic job. I think if I dive into anything else, I'm hitting the bottom of the pool. <laughs> I feel you, and you're going to break your neck, chonk your dome. Uh, All right, man. Well, I already told everybody where they can listen to this shit, so make sure you go there and check those things out, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Journey into Wrestling Season 5. Episode 15, Smackdown and Friends, or Running on Empty, or we'll get Your there. Dick's Getting Zucked, or <laughs> uh, Alex is getting Tim's, he's going to touch on himself <laughs> later. Whatever it is, that's what the episode title's called. You'll figure I'm it out. again. I hate it. <laughs> he I is the, the pale table. I'm, yes. All right, folks. Well, for this week's episode, I've been Nate. Uh God help me, I am the table. <laughs> and as always, we will see you folks next time on Journey into Wrestling. Later. <laughs>